You are listening to Overcomers Church International Podcast. Here at OCI, we are dedicated to our vision of building strong people and building strong churches. From wherever you are listening, we hope that this message leaves you equipped and encouraged. Um, Okay, so we are ministering this month on being a living sacrifice. Everybody's like, oh, ouchie. No, it's good. And I will tell you what, you're already positioned in it. Being here, you're positioned in it. So let me just encourage you with that, is there is so much that I personally know with many of you um, that you have been pouring it out before the Lord. And it is a beautiful thing. And the, the growth that has gone on and um, just the presence of God and, and the takeover of the things of God in your life and unto others has been a beauty to behold. And we're going to keep going. And it's going to be awesome. So um, I want to start, I want to do a really fast recap. So you guys can uh, get Romans 12, 1 up here and just don't pull it up quite yet. You guys just get ready for it. So Liz actually started this last week and I was so encouraged. Who all listened last week or was here last week? A big group. So what I'm going to say to you is if you didn't, I'm going to encourage you to go back to that place because she began a foundation that is very, very important in this journey that we are going to go on. I'm going to recap just a couple quick things. So first out of Romans 12.1, so let's look at this together. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And I love this verse. And Liz actually started last week with really honing in on by the mercies is by the mercies of God that we present ourselves as a living sacrifice. I want to read another verse to you here too by, uh, from Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. And it says, through the Lord's mercies, everybody just say mercy. <laughs> it's just going to pull you in. It's through the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Is there another verse after that one? They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I love that. So this is such a beauty of when we're presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice to recognize the mercies of God, his tender mercies that are new every morning and he is great and faithful and that we will not be consumed by the offering. That's a picture of what's going on here because of the mercy of God. So what's happening? Why come and do this? The Lord is refining such a beauty of the things that he has always seen and spoken over our lives to see us go and propel and run forward in the things that he's called us to up on the earth. And so as we continually do this, this is is the process of what the Lord's doing. And I have seen this go Um, so radically in my life. So I'm excited as we go in. And Joanne actually gave me a word this morning, and I'm going to just share this with you guys, that we're going to like unwrap a gift from the Lord. That was not her word. That was a picture the Lord was showing me, but we are going to unwrap a gift from the Lord. 
And um, by the time we get to the end of it, there's going to be so many things that you guys anticipate, you begin to see, you begin to grab a hold of for yourself, um, nuggets of things that are going to minister you to help you propel forward. And at the end, it's going to be a beautiful picture of some things the Lord is asking for us this morning and being a living sacrifice, but it's going to feel like a gift. It's, it's important to get that with the Lord. <laughs> that we don't need to take the word sacrifice and put a world's view perspective on it like it's a dirty, rotten thing. And it's going to cost you everything. Now, there's things in the kingdom of God we're going to journey in, but I will tell you the reward of what we gain in return is such beauty with the Lord. And I've experienced that just over and over and over again in my life. And so I pursue this place of just staying on an altar. That's literally what it means to be a living sacrifice. Because when you're alive, you can crawl off. It's the difference between a dead one, right? We've heard this. So this is right. We just need to remind ourselves, like this is a choice on my part to come and just lay it out before the Lord. So um, the thing that Joanne actually said to me this morning was that there was a depth of what I have been crying out to, to the Lord, where deep has cried out, and is going to minister deep from, from a, such a personal place of what the Lord has done in me. Because the Word of God says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of His testimony. And I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer, and I'm going to overcome every moment and every day of my life because of the testimony of Jesus. And so it is this, and even those verses in Romans 12 and 1 talks about it being our reasonable service. We're going to hit that a bit about just what it looks like, that word of just having just a reasonable service. And as we are worshiping the Lord, that song, the son of suffering, man, that makes me want to lay it all down. I'm like, look at what you have done that the father didn't. That's not what he asked of me to take on all of the sin and weight of the world for all present, past, and future. He didn't ask that of me, but he gave it to me as a free gift. And then I get the benefits and the rewards. So I come and rest in that place. I take my living self <laughs> and I put it before the Lord and say, I'm going to run in everything that you've declared over my life. And this is a daily journey. So we even go back to the place. It's important as we journey that you understand it's by the mercies of God that we come and that we present ourselves. So um, Liz also, I'm going to mention this really quick. So she prayed um, for her own personal self, for a hunger, for a desire to begin to stir and happen within her for the things of God, for the deeper things of God, for the personal and intimate that were separate from Kent's. And Kent being my brother, and I will tell you someone who has poured into my life so much, and many of you have experienced that, we all know, and we know it as parents, or if you're a spiritual parent, maybe you've not had any, but you have kids that you are helping raise up in the things of God, you understand they have to come to the place on their own where they say to the Lord, I now too will offer myself before you. And everything I'm going to gain back in it, Father, is going to be everything that you've seen over my life and that you have called me unto, and it's no problem. So I love that. Just take that piece on to about a hunger and a desire and asking the Lord for that place. I do that. I ask the Lord, like, more of you, less of me. 
And what we really mean when we say that is surrender. <laughs> we're, we're just talking about surrender. Like I'm putting a sacrifice out there that I'm going to say, Father, everything that you say is what I want to have happen in my life, but I'm going to choose to come and position myself for the more. So um, a couple really simple things we could say about sacrifice. <laughs> well, I'm just going to tell you one, actually. It will cost you something. I can't change that. <laughs> I can't change it or do anything about that. But we can encourage ourselves with all the promises of God what happens when we come and lay that cost before him. But it is going to cost you something. So why sacrifice? Let's look at a few more things and just get into some, some more word here. So we know that kingdom, God's kingdom principles are different than the world's. We would all agree to this, yes? And if this is new for you hearing this, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Actually, for everybody, I'm just going to ask you right now. My dad actually said something to me about, um, about leaning in, about making a choice in our life. When the word's being presented, I'm going to say it to you right now, that you positionally come and you lean in. And so what I'm saying to you is the principles of the kingdom of God are not the same as the world. And so this is why to sacrifice and to understand what's going on in the process of it. So Mark 9 and, 30, and 33, I didn't give you guys that one, so don't worry about it, Mackenzie. She's probably already like, what are you doing, Katie? Um, I'm going to read just a few things to you guys really quick. These things you're going to be familiar with. And he, being Jesus, sat down and called the twelve and said to them, If anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. Kingdom principle, different than the world. Luke 9, 24. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. <laughs> but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Kingdom principles, different than the world. <laughs> Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And he gave up his life a ransom for many. Again, kingdom principle different when it comes to sacrifice. Let's look again at Romans 12. And I want to go to 12, 1 and 2. We're going to look at both of those together. Okay, so I beseech you, we're going to hear it again. Because there's, there's more, we're going to like build on some things in Romans 12. We're going to end up traveling through verse 8, okay? Because I'm going to, I want to show you guys a picture of things the Lord had me come and journey in that I think is going to be a, a, a fresh encounter for you in taking these verses and seeing the things that God says come into some very practical application of what it looks like of sacrificing in our daily life. So I just want to build on it again. So we're going to look at it again. So Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And then again, verse we're familiar with, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me just stop right there. It's because we understand kingdom principles are different. So we're saying I'm not going to go off of the world's principles, even talking about sacrifice. I'm not going to go off the world's principles of what sacrifice looks like. I'm going to let my mind be renewed to what God is saying about all of this. Okay? So just look at sacrifice in here, because we put so many things in this, right? 
We're like, my mind's going to be renewed. My mind's going to be renewed. It's going to be renewed to this and to this and to this and to this and to this. And this is true. Like, we just keep laying it before the Lord, saying, I want to think like you think. I want to love people the way that you do. I want to see them the way that you do. And so that's all a journey with the Lord. And in this moment, I want you literally just to think about like sacrifice and how the world sees it. I'm not going to be conformed to the pattern of the world, but I'm going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And then look what happens that you may prove. You may prove. Another word here is discern that we could say about this. You're going to know and you're going to walk out and prove that you're going to prove what is the good. Another word for looking at good is the benefit of. So what's the good benefit of this? That you may prove what is the good benefit and acceptable. We a lot of times can, we can define what acceptable means, but look at some things right here. Well-pleasing, good, agreeable, and I love even to take this picture of myself and say, I'm accepted in the beloved. <laughs> I am acceptable to the Lord already. And so as I come and I just lay myself out before the Lord, what's happening is there's a proving and a discerning of what the will of God is over our lives. And I will just tell you, that takes some pressure off of us. Everybody say pressure relief. <laughs> it, that takes pressure off of me. Because literally, this is a promise from the word of God saying that if you will come and lay yourself out before me, that I through your life will help you discern and I will help you prove what is the good, what is the acceptable, and then look at the word perfect. You know what perfect is? Well, perfect, but it's complete. It's complete. There's a completeness that we experience with God that is only designed to be experienced through him. I actually just went and ministered to a whole group of ladies last week, and part of my personal testimony was understanding a completeness that I have already in the Lord because of Jesus. I did not have to look. This is a journey for me. I got married at 18 years old. This guy's put up with a lot. 18? Like, who, who knows what to do at 18 to be married? We did it, okay, 18 to 19. But at 18 and 19 years old, I did not understand that I was complete in, in the Trinity, that I was complete in the work of my Father and what of Jesus has done and the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of me, that I have everything I need. You guys have heard that, that phrase, like, you complete me, and we'll look to, like, the other person. And it's, like, actually not true. I would like to be whole for you, babe. <laughs> I mean, that, that's real, right? That we literally look to other people and be like, I don't, I don't need you to complete me. I am completed in what the Lord says about me. I am accepted in the beloved. I am good. I am well-pleasing. There's all these things that the Lord already says about us. So this isn't a striving. Like It's like, again, just say like pressure. This is a come and a resting before the Lord. Reasonable service to just come and like represent yourself to the Lord. We've done it before, so I'm even just asking Lord right now. Right now, literally, I'm asking the Lord that as we begin to kind of journey in this, that you come and you represent yourself before the Lord, that he is a good God. He is a good Father. You are accepted in him. You are complete in him. Being a living sacrifice is not about earning something. It's not about obtaining anything. 
remotely close to your salvation. I think probably most of us in this room know this, but hey, you joining us on live stream, you're going to come in a year later and you're going to go back and look up podcasts and start listening because the Lord puts you in things. People do that all the time. And so what I'm going to say to the hearer of anyone is being a living sacrifice is not about anything to do with your salvation. That was a free gift because of Jesus. And we get to rest in this place. So this is, again, things not according to the world standards, but all according to kingdom principles. Yes? Okay, so let's journey a little bit more. So I begin to ask the Lord, what do I need to sacrifice? Very practically, I begin to ask the Lord that question. And um, I want to journey now a little bit more through Romans 12, 3 and 8. We're not going to pull it up quite yet, Mackenzie, but here we go. This is the thing I want to say is there's so much on the inside of all of us. Some of it we're aware of. Some of it maybe we're not aware of. And then when we come into Christ, we begin to be aware of all of these things that the Lord has deposited on the inside of us. And so I had a journey about five years ago. I was, already, I was already way before then presenting myself to the Lord, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. But about five years ago, I went through a representing of myself before the Lord. And there was things in leadership specifically that the Lord had placed on the inside of me. And so I presented that to the Lord, and I said to the Lord, do you, I'm a nurse also, for anybody that doesn't know that. And um, I went to nursing school later at like 30 years old. And I had hit a season in my life where because of things the Lord, the Lord placed on the inside of me with an ability to lead, the world would see that and they would try to position it wherever they wanted to position it. I experienced this like my whole life. <laughs> but even in this place of representing myself before the Lord, I was experiencing that again. And I began to inquire of the Lord and say, there's very raw things like coming out of me that you've placed within me and I don't think I've inquired of you about what you would like to do with that. I mean that sounds just very simple right because actually it is. So this is going to be a simple message with some pieces here of inquiring of the Lord of the things that he have placed on the inside of us. So I began to inquire of the Lord and I said do you want me to lead and administrate in the hospital or in the church? I, that was my question to the Lord because that, that was where I was at. I was beginning to learn to journey in some things. And I'm going to tell you how some of that has moved forward and where I've grown in some of those areas of presenting that back over the Lord. I said, everybody wants this from me, this thing. And so what would you ask of me? What would you ask of me? So I began representing it before the Lord, and I, I actually had a, a prophecy right about that time where I got called out by name. Some of you guys have heard this at this minister's conference, but one thing that that person said, and there's like 1,500 people in the room, and he's like, Katie, and he's like over here, and, and then Katie, and he moves to another section, and finally he comes to our section, and all I'm thinking is there has to be other Katies in this room, and someone else should respond to what he's saying right now. But no, nobody responded. So he comes right to our section. And by then, Marianne and like Sarah and Kent, they're all looking at me like, what's your problem? Like, what? Move, woman. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going, I'm going. This is for me. And so something that he said to me amongst many things that I have consulted on with the Lord is he saw how the Lord had maneuvered some things in my life to preserve and to protect me 
And there was, there was choice before me. And I will tell you, first time I'd ever been at that conference and what I walked in was saying to the Lord, what do you want? I am representing myself before you. And so there were so many things that began to be confirmed in me. And so I said yes to the Lord. I just gave him my yes all over again, and it's been a beautiful thing. And so I want to share with you Romans 12, 3 through 8. So let's journey just a little bit further in this. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. And that word soberly just means with a sound mind. And we're going to come back to that a little bit later, so hold on to that. Um, so just to think of yourselves with just a sound mind. So I, with a sound mind, was just going back before the Lord. But I want you to hear right here at the beginning is that he talks about the grace that has been given to us. So recognize we went from Romans 1, 2, into now verse 3. We immediately start talking about this subject. And this is where the Lord began to say, I'm going to build something on you that is going to be for people that I was now seeing that in this place of sacrifice, that there was grace and gifting that the Lord had placed upon my life. And so this was a thing he was asking me to come put back before him again. So, so here's what it says. So think more soberly or of a sound mind. As God has dealt to each one a measure of faith, thank you, Jesus, for as we have many members in one body, but all members do not have the same function, so we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Okay, did we get all that? Okay, so like we're a body, okay? So we have grace to us and we are a body. So we've gone right from this place. Like sometimes we separate out scripture and we need to come get it all back in context. So we've, we've journeyed right here from a place of presenting yourself about proving out what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God right into this conversation, like with no gap, okay? So it then says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, given to us. Let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in portion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with um, lip, give liberally, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. And so I began to study this out, and I knew that what the Lord was asking me, and I, I don't want to get a little bit ahead of myself because there's a place that we're going to travel here, but that there's a place of um, representing very raw giftedness by the grace of God that he has placed on the inside of you to see it increase and propel to another level for the sake of the body. And so I want you now to grab a hold of this piece, because we're going to talk about some giftedness, but why giftedness actually fits in with talking about being a living sacrifice? Because I said to the Lord, why are we having this conversation when we're talking about being a living sacrifice? Is people will operate often in a way, and this is even why some churches don't want to talk and minister in deep places on giftedness because people get so wrapped up in the flesh and they've not surrendered things back over to the Lord that they operate from a place where they leave out anointing, where they leave out character building. <laughs> Ron was actually talking to me about that this morning. We were talking about this message is there's this place where people can be gifted, 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 gifted but they still don't come in with the heart of God because they did not submit it back over to the Lord. Yeah? 
This is so important to do this. And so even I'll tell you, this is why my brother said to me several years ago, you could be the best thing or the worst thing that walked in a room. Why would he say that to me? He was calling me to submit what was on the inside of me back over to the Lord so that it would be displayed out before people with a heart of God. And so this is, this is why, I know, I know this is why the Lord said, we're going to journey through this a little bit, Katie, because I've done personal things within you, and it literally has to do with coming and laying this back before me again. And as the people hear me now, <laughs> as you come, there's going to be things that begin to well up in you as we keep going here. And as we do, you're going to just begin even now to say, Father, I'm going to give that over to you. I'm going to lay that over to you. The Holy Spirit is really great to minister individually to us. I know what this looks like when I'm sitting on that side, listening to somebody else. Man, I take mass notes. The Lord ministers things to me while I'm listening to the word, right? Exactly. That's what the Holy Spirit does. So there's things even now in this that the Holy Spirit so personally is going to begin to let it just well up on the inside of you. And the Lord's going to say, give that back over to me again. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to make you go further and deeper and higher for my sake than you ever dreamed you could go as you represent yourself before me. (sighs) This is a safe place with the Lord because we already went back to the beginning. We've already established this has nothing to do with my salvation. This is a safe place with the Lord to come and just lay myself before him again. So I did that. So I gave things Um, over to the Lord. And here's a couple points I want to just make right here. Okay, listen, this is just a fun, a fun point. So Paul literally is the one talking. And this verse here at the beginning of Romans 1, this word beseech literally is the same word as the exhortation. I just thought this was funny that the Lord just pointed that out to me. The word of exhortation, that's in Romans uh, 12.8. That the Lord's like, Paul was using his gifting for my glory, to literally present this to the people, for us. like And so that's just a fun like picture to me of what it looks like to take the things that God has graced upon us in our life and represent them to him to see the kingdom of God begin to propel forward. So God has placed raw gifting in us by grace. Um, And here's what people say about these seven gifts. There's like 21 gifts. Who's heard of the the rules of like 21 gifts or like that there are 21 gifts? I want to know who I'm talking to. Show me for real. 21, 21. Okay, it's about half the room. Here's what I'm going to tell you really, really fast is that Ephesians 4 talks about five gifts. Yes? Okay, so go back and study in that place. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the training and equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. A gift. A gift, and it it mentions Jesus in there. So then 1 Corinthians 12 also talks about gifting, and that there's nine in there. And I will tell you the things about gifting in that place. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Those giftings are presented from the Holy Spirit. They're absolutely for each one of us, and they come through developed relationship with the Lord. And they are, let's make no mistake, for the sake of the body. This is what all of it comes back to, is for this place where we're presenting it before the Lord, we're operating it, and where it is for the sake of the body. And so that, and then here we have seven gifts right here, which people talk about these as things like motivational gifts, okay? 
So I want to I just journey in this just a little bit about what this term, even like motivational gifts. Have you guys ever seen like people, and imagine you can see people with, you know that their life is surrendered over to the Lord and you see them operating in things, but then you also know that there's people where there's just like, seems to be like up on them. You're like, they just, they just rock in that thing. Like, I'll, I'll give you one quick example of something my dad and I were just talking about. Is somebody, a lady that he knows, um, and she lives out of state, and so she has like a gift of giving, but her heart isn't surrendered over to the Lord. And so this gets messy for her because she didn't give that thing back over to the Lord and sacrifice it to him and begin to ask him how to use it. She's operating in it in a very raw way. And what it looks like to operate in a very raw way is sometimes people who literally have this grace upon them to just give away everything. And I'm not saying we all shouldn't be givers, okay? So don't anybody just like tuck that away and be like, that ain't my gift. Because there, there is much to the kingdom of God. But in this instance, though, this is upon this woman, she'll give everything away to a fault. Has anybody seen anybody do that? Where you're like, wow, like you actually have like not stewarded the things within your life and you don't even have what you need for yourself, but you've continued to just dump and load everything that comes through you onto other people. But they themselves are struggling. I will tell you how kingdom principles work, is that there's no struggle for you. <laughs> we just lay that before the Lord, and the Lord will show for how that to operate. My husband is like this. So there's balance that we come through together. But I literally could say to my husband, let's give $5,000 away over here. And he'd be like, okay. <laughs> Or he would do it, and then sometimes I'm like, hey, <laughs> you know, but, but there's such a, it, the word says to give liberally when you're giving. And so I love that beautiful picture. And for me, looking at a place of leading, it says lead with diligence. And I love that picture that what even happens to the body together, when we do it as a body, like how the Lord has actually called us to, you know, it is said about Kent that he's extremely diligent. He has had people prophesy that to him. And then for me that I lead, and look at what the Lord did, met leading and diligence. <laughs> Smacked them together so that there's things that we draw from each other. But all of it comes back to for the sake of God. So, but I have seen people literally use gifting. I'll tell you, and this might make your head go tilt just a little bit when I say this to you. But there's some people that even believe in these scriptures right here talking about these seven giftings that... Um, even when it talks about prophesy right there, that this is where people, and, and if any of you guys listen to Joseph Z, go back and just consult some of his stuff, okay? He'll help you figure this one out a little bit. But there's people, and even in this place of prophecy, that they have not surrendered their heart over to the Lord. They're, they're experiencing and hearing and seeing some things upon the earth, but because they're in this gray zone of a filter, the kingdom of darkness begins to come in and pervert and take over what that looks like. Like, like I'll just say like fortune telling. <laughs> like people that you could look at and go, you know that, but you are not operating in the spirit of God. I'll tell you, this is how some of that actually looks in people's lives. And so this is why I believe right here in these scriptures, the Lord is saying, it is so important for you children to come by these things that I have placed into your life for you to come and present them back over to me so that they will actually function because they are just a function. They are not our identity. 
They're not our identity. Our gifting does not define who I am. Being a nurse or being a teacher or being a leader or being a mom or being a wife, those things do not define me. There are functions in my life. Being a child of the king is what defines me. Being a joint heir in Christ is what defines me. Because even when this looks messy, because who knows that being like sacrificing yourself can look messy. Like one leg hopping off the altar, both legs off. I was taking care of a patient yesterday at the hospital, and he was confused, and he had both, kept hanging both legs off. And I was like, let me help you, buddy. Safe zone. Get your, back, get your legs back up on the bed here. And it, was, it was a real thing, but I see this picture even sometimes. This looks very messy, but you know what it is with the Lord? It's no problem. It's no problem because, again, this is a daily thing that goes on. The mercy is there for this every single day, which I am so grateful for. The learning and the growing and what the Lord is saying is there every single day. And I love unlocking and discovering to like new levels with the Lord about things that he is saying. So it's no problem. So, you know, if your feet are dangling off, go ahead and hop them back up there. If your head is hanging off, like I don't really want to change the way I operate. I'll try to throw all of this on there. Listen, this is real. This is real because there's an operating system that goes on with each one of us. And you could even take that word motivation, like things that drive you. I mean, I've had to say to the Lord, I'm like, I operate like this. You want to go there? And the Lord said, wait a minute, stop, girl, stop. So like, go like this. He literally told me to extend my arms out. He said, go like this. And I said, okay. And he's like, now start. Now start going. It's a little harder to run like this. I'll just tell you the truth. But the picture, nobody runs like this. If you're a child and you're getting ready to be picked up. But that's about it. Okay, so it's for short periods of time. So you're running like this, but what happens in the running like this is there is a gathering of people that go with me. And this is the heart of God. As I committed like this to to represent everything that the Lord has placed within me, and I put it back before the Lord, he's like, watch this. Watch this. Watch a people grow and journey with you for my sake. And I love it. Like, we're seeing that happen all around us. And so I love that. And you know what? Great success of leaders is not about that leader themselves, but what is going on in the life of people that they are leading. What's happening with the people they are leading? If the people they are leading are not succeeding, does a leader have success? Good. That says, good question. I put that question before the Lord. Now, there's a certain level of this that y'all have to present yourselves as a living sacrifice, okay? There is a level of that for all of us, but, but will I take what the Lord has placed within me to help you do it? Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Here, have some things from me. That's literally what I feel like when I function every day of my life. I cannot help it. My nephews tease me because I'll go to an entire function that I have nothing to do with organizing and show up and see disorder, and then all of a sudden I'm creating order. And they're like, Aunt Katie, we knew as soon as we walked in and there was no leader that you were going to start doing something with that. And I'm like, yes, because it's a team, because we're all going to succeed, because everybody is valued, because everybody has a placeholder in this, and everybody needs to be woken up to what it is, and then it's going to benefit everybody. It's going to be this great picture. 
I think like this. <laughs> I do. I think like this. I, you want to know what makes me tick? Some people like say that. You know, like the thing that you're just like, wow, that is awesome. The thing that makes me tick is when I see people of God do things that they did not think they could do. So there, take that. This, this is to propel you forward. <laughs> it's to propel you forward because I want to see people overcome the things that the enemy has lied to them about their value to the body, about their value to what God wants to do in them to reach a lost world? No. No. You're valued just the way you are. You are valued by, with no change even. Listen, whether you put yourself up on the altar or not, price has been paid. You have accepted Jesus by grace through faith. Like, so can we move on from that, even? I'm just being real with you. <laughs> because the enemy will like to use that as a distractor with people. I, I spent time in a religious private school and then in a home that was not teaching religious things but relationship with the Lord. And so I spent time in both of these places. Now, thank God the influence of my parents was higher than and the things they were teaching me than what was going on in the school. But the picture I saw in the school was this people like spinning themselves around with salvation. Oh man, I messed up again. Altar, Jesus, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm rotten. Oh, forgive me. Oh, I'm going to try again. Oh, screwed up again. Now I'm worthless all week long until I get back to the altar again. This is real. This is real. This is a trap and a lie of the enemy. Grab a hold of that. This is a trap and a lie of the enemy for you to work to try to earn your salvation. You will not. It is by faith through Jesus, and it is a free gift. And it's important we know that because when we have settled that in our minds, the things of God that he has placed on the inside of us and will continue to place on the inside of us are limitless. So just set that aside, okay? It's all done through Jesus, yeah? Okay, okay. so here's a couple things I want to read, because I still have so much I want to say to you. You guys are great listeners. <laughs> I'm being real. Like, I'm looking at some of you, and this is a real thing, too, so let me stop and pause and do something I don't normally do when I'm teaching. I see when you draw from me. I see it on you. I see it on you when I look at you and you're going, oh, I'll have that. I see it. It's a beautiful thing. Imagine what the Lord sees. It even take that to a place of living sacrifice where you're literally coming before him and hanging out and going, all of it, all of it. I mean, I could just get on my face. I love hanging out on my face before the Lord where I just say all of it. That's a blessing and a joy to him because it is in that place that we rise up so victorious. Yes? Okay, so here's a couple things I want to address really fast. Um, one is out of 1 Peter 4.10, talking about gifting. So, as each one has received a gift, minister to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So, I just want to address some things. You've received some things from the Lord. It's in the scripture, 
So let's move on from that. If anybody's like, I ain't got nothing. Yes, you do. <laughs> you have so much. <laughs> you have absolutely so much that is on the inside of you that has been graced to you. And then let me say a couple other things. Okay, so then um, here's the NIV. So Mackenzie, you won't be able to pull that up. But each of you should use, same verse, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. I love it. I, I love, like, this is a weird expression, but you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Okay, but it's real. So I love this picture even. Oh, I'm sorry. I gave a gross picture now. The girl, my, my, Marianne's like, that's gross, Katie. Why'd you say that? So I said it. It's, it's already happened. So, but here's the picture of when you're looking at that, we sometimes can say there's more than one way to get it done. Okay, same message, same spirit of God working in and through us but like it's going to come out looking different one to another. And I will tell you, it is a strength and a benefit to you to recognize it in yourself and to recognize it in other people. I've had conversations with Marianne. I've had conversations with Wendy where I've been like, so trying to like get kind of from here to there in this journey and this situation with this person. And I think they need you. I, I've done that. Where I'm like, I think they need you because they're ooze with mercy. They, they ooze with it, okay? Both of those women, they ooze with mercy. And I actually pray to the Lord and say, I, I am merciful in you. Like, you know, people go through journeys where like, I'm going to confess to this place of what the Lord says about me until my mind is renewed. I can look in the mirror and be like, I am merciful. I am patient. I am long-suffering. I suffer a long time. Spit far away. I suffer a long time. It's no problem. But I say those things because they're attributes and things of God. That even goes back to Corinthians 12 where I say to the Lord, if it is presented as a fruit of the Holy Spirit, so be it unto me. I will put myself before you so that the fullness, God, the fullness of you is free to flow out of my life unto other people. Okay, so here's something I want to say about um, a we should desire more. So I just read that scripture in 1 Peter 4.10. It's like, hey, we have one, but here's a desire for more. So 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Because we know what happens with prophecy. <laughs> it, it's gone into the future with the heart of the Lord, and it is beginning to see and proclaim the things that the hearer in front of you needs to hear to see them propel forward into everything that God has said over them. It's so powerful. But literally the word here says actually to desire gifts. I'm going to show you a quick picture of something the Lord said to me about desiring gifts. This, we get this as parents. And if you, any of you have little kids, like you're going to see it more. If you don't have kids, it don't matter. Like you just be around kids, okay? And you're going to see this function like this. I asked the Lord, like, show me what desire looks like. Um, and so as parents, we give things to our kids, sometimes just because we know they need it or it's going to benefit them, right? Even gifts. My husband, he likes to buy like practical things that people are going to need. He'll do fun things too, but sometimes with our kids, like it's like practical things. Or anybody have, have you ever been the grandparent or the parent that you're like, I'm going to buy them some bonds when they're born. The kid is like, awesome bonds they don't even know and you're just like just tell the parents just tuck it away till they're you know like 18 and then they're gonna appreciate it 
okay? So there's a layer of some things even in God that he has deposited and set up for us. And as we come into things with him and we're presenting ourselves, we're seeing the benefits of it for his kingdom. It takes things that were kind of messy that we're operating in, like me being the worst thing or the best thing that walked in the room. And I said to the Lord, I want to be the best. Every time. Every time. I, I teach nursing students. And you want to know what my focus on with them? It's because I'm giving my gifting to them whether they know it or not. My focus with them is that they are the best thing that walked in the room. Literally. It is a goal that I have set for them. How does that patient feel when you walk in? Do they feel judged by you? Do they feel like you understand that you're listening? And how do they feel when you leave? I'm telling you, I know how to covert, drop some kingdom principle until overt, I pray with patients, with students. I've had had nursing students say to me, I didn't know we could do that. And I say, I can do everything with my God. I can do everything that he has called me to and any place that he has called me to. I'm anointed to do it. His spirit is upon me to do it. So let's do it. I tell this to nursing students. Sometimes they must be like, that instructor, I don't know what we just experienced. Like I thought I was coming to learn how to put an IV in somebody and like, you know, whatever, like a catheter and deal messy things. And the next thing you know, we're praying over people and she's telling me to be the best thing that walked in the room. But I'm taking in everything that I do, the things that God has placed on the inside of me to say, you do that too. You do that too. Just offer yourselves to be the best thing. But in Christ, where it becomes very clear, we don't, we don't have to sugarcoat it right here. It becomes very clear that because everything that God has deposited in us for salvation is all done, that this becomes a very clear, beautiful offering <laughs> that we take back before him and say, Let's just see increase for your glory. I love it, but we have to go give it back over to him again. So here's the other picture of just about desire. I just experienced this with Jonah, who is my nephew. His birthday happened. And this is many times I've seen this story. So Jonah was like, Aunt Katie, I want money for my birthday. Anybody have this from a kid? <laughs> they tell you what they want. They tell you the gift they want. I want money for my birthday. So his birthday rolls around, and then we're out in a store, okay? So picture this fun journey with the Lord. We're out in a store, and he sees something he wants, and it's not his birthday time, and he goes, I want that. How much money were you going to give me for my birthday? <laughs> Listen, he's, he's getting it all figured out. And I, and I said, well, by, probably like $30, okay? And he's like, okay, so this is 15 so if I get this right now, because I want this, then on my birthday, I'm going to get the other $15. This is, this is earnestly desiring after gift, okay? I, I'm serious. This is a real picture for us to grab a hold of. So then his birthday rolls around, and Mark buys him something that he don't even know is coming. And Mark's like, hey, I bought Jonah this gift. And I was like, okay. It was very... <laughs> Practical. Listen, I'm just telling you, the Lord has placed some very practical things on the inside of each one of you. <laughs> that sometimes you need to go back to him and be like, oh, it's very practical. What do I do with it? Okay, so, so literally Mark has a very practical gift. So the practical gift is given to Jonah. And guess what Jonah says? Wow. 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 
wow. And the next thing is like, uh, so Aunt Katie, so do I still get my $15? And I said, well, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you get the gift from the store that we didn't plan. You get the $15. You get this extra thing you didn't plan, nor did you even want. But then I think he's going to think it's cool when it all comes to use. I'm just being serious. Like, but this is a picture that I want you to show that is just so simple of the things of God to earnestly desire and to seek after. The Word tells us that we can do that. And I'm like, yeah, let's have all of it. I'll just have all of it. Now, is it for the sake of us? Here's the other piece I want to say about Jonah. Last Christmas, we had all the family get together. Jonah, with his own money, the kid's 10 years old at the time, with his own money, bought a gift for every person in the room. I'm telling you, it is deposited within that young man. Go ahead, give it over to me. Let me bless you with this. He's happy for me to give it to you. I'm serious. And he was thoughtful. He bought me jewelry. I love earrings. Listen, I sacrificed not wearing earrings this morning for y'all so I could put this lapel on. I took my earrings off and I was like, I cannot believe I'm taking my earrings off right now. But Jonah actually knows that. And he bought me earrings. Like he went into thoughtfulness and just gave of himself. And I'm like, God, you're just good. You're just good when we keep putting it back before the Lord. Um, so here's some things I want to say about that, too, is like we know as parents, like we teach our kids things like character development in this. Now you need to share that. Right. We I mean, we do this like even if a kid gets something for just a little bit for your birthday, we might make all the other kids stay away for a little bit because, you know, they need to have some time to play with it. But I'm telling you, the moment is coming where that gift, if it comes into your house and you got other kids, lots of people are going to get access to it. <laughs> and it's OK. It's within us, but it's character development, like on our kids. And so there's things that the Lord has placed on the inside of us that as we put them back before him, character begins to be developed in us on how to use it for his glory. People's gifting sometimes will try to go take them into places of things of God when they haven't sacrificed it and their character isn't in a place to meet it. It's messy. But I'll tell you, we are not those people. I'm being serious with you. I feel like this is something to go back and meditate around with the Lord and say, all for your glory, all unto you, this is how I will operate and I will do this. Whatever you have placed in me is what I'm going to freely give out to other people and you're going to show me how to do it. Okay, a couple more things. I must get past some things just because of time. So I had a dream. This is just a picture of surrender that I want to share with you guys. I had a dream um, that the Lord was requiring of me to throw a live rabbit, a live one, into a fire every day. I had this dream at the beginning of last year. And I thought, what a weird dream. <laughs> and so I began to inquire of the Lord, though, because there were multiple other pieces to the dream, too. And I was reading a book and, that I was already in when I had the dream. And then I'm sharing the dream with Liz. And Liz says to me, I feel like the Lord is saying something about a tortoise and a hare when I tell her this part of the dream. 
And I was like, okay, tortoise and the hare. I go back home the same day to open the book up that I had already been reading, and I actually didn't open up to where my bookmarker was, which, whatever, I just opened the book up. And literally the heading is, the tortoise always wins. And I said, well, Lord, I hear you. I reread the entire section that I had already read before. My bookmarker was further in the book. I reread the whole thing again, and what the Lord was literally ministering to me is about not getting out ahead of him. So he was talking to me personally as I was asking the Lord how to, how to put before him what he has deposited within me and for it to be used mightily. The Lord was saying to me personally, this is going to cost you every day. Every day, you are going to be tempted to run out ahead of me. Because he, he wired me this way, but I'm submitting it back over to him to say, what does it look like? So he's put that in me. And so I just begin to say to the Lord every day, I'm not going to run out ahead of you. I'm listening. My ear is on your chest. I am tuned in. My eyes are open. And I'm not going to run out ahead of you. I'm going to get pace with you. I had somebody actually give me word about a pace horse being next to me, and I've had words about running like a horse. Why do I have a pace horse? I'm a runner. <laughs> I'm going to keep pace with the Lord, and I'm going to do this how he says to do it. But it's a sacrifice on my part <laughs> to be like, I'm not going to get out ahead of you. Okay, so here's just one more thing. This, this place, I want, to, I want to throw up Mark 4 and 20. Are you guys okay? Can you handle it? It's a lot. I know it's a lot, but listen, I'm not up here that often. And I feel like I have a buffet <laughs> to set before you. So literally what I'm going to ask you for is another 10-ish minutes. Can you lean in and just say, we can take it? Yes? Because I just have some things that I want this whole picture to be painted here for you. So Mark 4 and 20. So some of you guys heard about um, a prophecy over our church about an increasing to a 30, 60, and a 100-fold. Okay, so this is the scripture, and it says, but these things are for the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100. So here's what the Lord ministered to me about this. Is there's, there's many sacrifices that are going to go on in the hearts of people to see an increase from a 30 to a 60, which is a bearing of more fruit. And in this particular area, talking about gifting, raw things, spiritual gifting, seeking the Lord, but going and sacrificing it back over all to him, representing. This is the thing that I know the Lord is saying is, will you come and represent yourself to me? If you've been operating in a 30, and I would say some people in operating in a 30 are bearing some fruit. And I'll go back to you and I'll say for me personally, in the 30 zone, things the Lord was doing was bearing fruit within our body, bearing fruit within my family, and then bearing fruit now within a second campus. But I told you guys at the beginning that I said to the Lord, I'll do one of two things. I'll either give it to the hospital. You guys heard me say that, right? I, I mean, I, I picked that. But it, it's by the grace of God that he took even that movement and said, well, I'm going to ask you for more, but... Go ahead, we'll start there. So I, I was like giving the Lord like an ultimatum. You can have me here or there, but you can't have me both places. So I'll tell you what's happening in the 60 in my life. 
the Lord said, I'm going to have you here, I'm going to have you there, I'm going to have you over there, a little bit over there, a little bit over here. Are you saying to me, Katie, that you're going you're gonna to pick and choose where I can operate, what I have placed in you? Are you saying that? Are you saying you're going to withhold in certain circumstances because it doesn't fit into the box that you created? <laughs> right? This is a real thing about gifting. And I will tell you, it is from a less mature place. Just take it on. It's okay. Jesus loves you. It's from a less mature place that we say, I will only use what you have deposited in me into this place than to say to the Lord, I will use what you have deposited in me in any place. Watch me. Watch me. This is important because I will tell you this is an absolute key of seeing increase of God using your life, which we all want. We want to have a 60-fold return. We want to have a 100-fold return. We want to have more than that. And all of a sudden, you guys, I've experienced some things over the last couple of months I've been elected onto a couple boards. I've been asked to shift and do some things in the hospital. We've seen a shifting go on in ministerial alliance in this community. I am telling you, I am watching what I said to the Lord, and I saw in the Spirit come to life in the flesh. And it began with me saying to the Lord, I will not put what you have placed on the inside of me inside of a box. I will not. You can have me everywhere. Okay, let me tell you something else about this. You got to hear this. <laughs> There's disciplines to set up in our life to get to our yes. Okay? So let it sink in. Your yes can be great. What have you set in place in your life to see you go there? That's between you and the Lord. Just simple disciplines. Like, Katie, if you're saying you want to out here and for me, and I want to use you in that way, what are you putting in place? What are you letting me minister you to begin to go there? Okay, so simple disciplines in our life are a really key thing. So ask the Lord that question. God, I give you my yes again. What are simple things that you want me to begin to do in my life to see me propel forward in the things that you have placed inside of me? So 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7 you guys have to, you have to hear this piece because this, this is so strong. <laughs> I ministered before back up in, let me look for the verse that talked about. Oh, okay, so in Romans, you don't have to go there, Mackenzie. Just you guys listen to this for just a second. But I talked about being, um, thinking soberly of yourself. And that word meaning a sound mind. And I said, you guys, hold on. Like, I'm going to bring that up again. So, so here's some brought up again of that. So we've heard about the stirring up gifting. You guys heard this term before? Like stirring up gifting? Like it's in the scripture. So, I mean, a lot of us have heard it before. But I had somebody say to me last year at a conference, um, I, when I go places and I go conferences, I literally go in like this. What you going to give me? I'm going to get some great things. I, I go in like this. I do. Probably for people even around me that are going with me, they're probably like, it's obnoxious a little bit. But I am positioned for impartation. Give it to me. 
You got it. I want it. What is it? I had people pray over me. I had to let you come minister at church. And I was like, just get your hands on me. I just held her arm for a long time. I was like, they're singing you. I want it. I want to know what you know. I'm serious. It's a, it's a place of hunger, and it's for your sake. It's for your sake that I do this thing. So I had somebody prophesy to me last year at a conference to stir up the gifting that is on the inside of me to propel people in the kingdom of God forward. I said, I went back to the Lord and I said, Stirring. What, what do you want me to stir? What does that look like? Stirring. I'm stirring. Actually, it was Carrie Pickett that told me this. So she comes this year, and I said, Carrie, tell me that stir thing again. Oh, I don't have it yet. I, I let her, I'm being serious. I'm like, tell me the stir thing. So she's like, Katie, you know. So she's like, stir it. She gave me this picture of a jar, and it had like ice and, and tea and sweetness and goodness. And you know how sometimes those goodness can settle to the bottom? And then when you go and you pour like all this stuff without like the sweetness and the, the, the best things like weren't mixed in because you didn't stir it. She's like, like that. And I'm like, it's a great picture. And then I'm like, God, what? I don't, still don't get it. <laughs> I should get it real. I was still like, I still like, what's the sugar? What's the sugar? What's the, like, I'm stirring. I mean, my stir got bigger. I'm being real with you. Like I literally was like, I want to stir up. And the Lord took me back into this place of discipline, took me back into this place of sacrifice. And he says, as you just come and rest in my presence, Katie, as you just come and represent yourself before me, what happens is the things of me, they stir. I stir. I stir. I am the stirrer. I am the stirrer. And I'm like, you are the stirrer. I'll just give you myself all over again. And that, that was a piece of what the Lord was asking for. So look at the scripture in 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7. And Paul's talking here to Timothy and he says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Now look at this. You guys know the next verse, but look at where it's positioned in the word of God. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Why is it right there? Why is it, why is it right there? Paul is literally saying to Timothy, and I understood this. He's saying, Timothy, now remember what is on the inside of you. Now stir it up. And then he says, now Timothy, remember, God is not of a spirit of fear, Timothy, but of power and of love of a sound mind. Why did he tell him that right after? Because stirring can feel scary. <laughs> Fear will want to come and set in. I will tell you right now with all certainty as I've even been ministering, and some of you guys have heard the idea of representing yourself to the Lord for more to happen, that the enemy's like, that's scary. I'm, I'm being real. That sounds scary. That sounds messy. That sounds unpredictable. Sounds like you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it sounds like I don't think you got the goods. That you don't got enough in you. Stop. Stop trying to like go into that place would be the things the enemy would say with the Lord for him to put a sound mind and a rest. He is not of a spirit of fear, but he is of power. Power. 
He says, Timothy, you're going to stir? Wash the power, power, wonder, working power. Like, literally, he's like, will you stir and watch the power of God? Will you stir and watch the sound mindness of God to be up on you? Like, he's encouraging him because he knew when he said one thing, he needed to encourage him with another thing. And let me remind you of what the Lord says about you. So this is a beautiful picture for us, that even as we represent to see increase, and it can feel like a sacrifice, that the Lord says, but I am a God who is not of a spirit of fear. It's the opposite of who I am. I am the God of love. I have power and I have love and I have a sound mind for you. If God is changing your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. If you would like to give or would like more information on how we are making a difference, visit overcomerschurchinternational.com.